Absolutely brilliant, brilliant, Nana Heats coming through, and Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, that time of the morning, where we join uh, by our very own uh, Mufti Brian Smith on uh, Quick Fire Q&A. Uh, Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful morning? Wa Alaikum Salaam wa Rahmatullahi Ta'ala wa Barakatuh, Shafat and Yusuf, and all our wonderful listeners out there. Indeed, indeed, a wonderful a beautiful morning, you know, we're in the beautiful month of Rabi'ul Awwal also, the month that uh, celebrates and acknowledges and uh, reflects upon the birth of our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So may Allah make us all the true lovers of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Well said the uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And perhaps uh, Mufti Saab, you know, you are a uh, encyclopedia of knowledge. Which was your first uh, seerah? of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, that you read uh, the book that you read and the book uh, perhaps uh, you recommend uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith you know Shafat there's wonderful wonderful books out there but uh, I, uh, there's many books I read and I still re- recall the first one also but one of the best books available in English and Arabic is called Ar-Rahikil Maktoum The Sealed Nectar uh, written by one uh, person Mubarak Furi you know it is very very comprehensive and it is uh, from the beginning until the end Recording every aspect and facet of the beautiful life of Rasulullah sallallahu I always encourage people that if they can get their hands on that particular book, then they should buy and read it, inshallah. Hey, people, nectar, like honey. Yeah, if Mufti uh, Smith says that, think about it seriously. Well, this message says, Mufti, can we read 70,000 La ilaha illallahs as a gift for our marhum parents and also give uh, this as gift? <laughs> to our children and family who are still alive. Jazakallah khair, Mufti. Yes, see, when you want to do something good for your parents, nothing should stop you as long as that particular act is uh, condoned in Islam, it is recognized in Islam. So uh, making dhikr, uh, giving charity, all these beautiful things, you know, it will benefit our deceased parents, inshallah. You can make them a shareholder, you can make them a partner in all of that. By asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should include them in the distribution of that reward. And also you can uh, donate uh, some of that reward without yours being decreased, Shafat. Imagine how kind and wonderful and beautiful uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, you know, that uh, even that reward won't decrease from you. So you can include those who are alive as well also. So whenever you do something good, then uh, just remember those people who have departed and remember those people who are still alive also. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. Can one make a dua at sunrise and sunset? Jazakallah khair. Yes, those are prohibited times for salah unless it is salah for a reason. You know, a person has uh, not performed this fard salah in the waqt of the time he's busy exiting. Then, of course, uh, that is a different ruling. But making dua, we can make dua at any time of the day. And uh, it is encouraged all, also to always make dua and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we do not know which hour, which minute of the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is accepting uh, duas. So uh, we can make dua at uh, sunrise time, sunset time, no problem, G. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti and Shaf. Uh, what is the ruling on sending happy Rabbiul Awal messages? <laughs> People want to be happy, Mufti. Don't worry, be happy. Yes, Shavad, uh, I, I think you also received a couple of million already. Uh, of those messages and we all have received, you know, so see there's nothing like 
happy Rabiul Oval it's not, it's, uh, and uh, all these other things. We're emulating uh, other customs, other denominations, happy Diwali, happy Christmas, happy this, happy that, you know. So uh, we make dua when the month comes in and uh, when the month commences then and we see the hilal, then we make the dua, you know, Allahumma hilla alayna bil amni wal iman. Uh, that particular sunnah dua, that is what Muslims should do. Uh, we're starting something new that is no basis in foundation in uh, in Islam, and when it has no foundation in Islam, then of course it will lead it will lead towards innovation and bid'ah, and there is where we should be very very careful starting new innovation. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Can a non-practicing Muslim be a trustee of a masjid? The Mufti. <laughs> A trustless, perhaps, uh, Shafa, not a trustee. A trustee is a practicing, believing, uh, God-fearing Muslim who only fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't fear anything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He should be a person of ibadah, should be a person who uh, is a practical in all aspects of the sunnah. That when you look at him, he reminds you of Islam, he reminds you of the teachings of Rasulullah, he shouldn't be engaged in any open fisk and sin and transgression and haram activities. Those are the true people who are trustees. Other people who do not fit that particular description that we've given now, so they should be removed from such uh, a trust, you know, and be replaced with God-fearing people. G. Mufti, are we allowed to give a sadaqa on behalf of the Prophet? Peace be upon him. Yes, we are, we can, and uh, we should do it also, giving charity on behalf of Rasulullah, and why would a person not give sadaqah on behalf of the best of creation, Shifat, we're giving sadaqah for so many other reasons, and uh, for so many other intentions also, so giving uh, sadaqah on behalf of uh, the greatest of creation, that of course is also rewarding, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward a person uh, doing that, G. Any person claim more overtime than she actually worked for? You cannot do that because that is deception. You cannot take something that does not belong to you. You cannot claim for something that uh, you are not owed. So when a person claims uh, more overtime for less work that that person has done, then that is haram. The money that a person earns uh, from being uh, deceptive, you know, that should be given away in charity or it should be returned uh, to the owner, uh, the person who is employed you. You have to give it back to him. A Muslim is an honorable being. A Muslim is not a cheater and a liar and a person who deceives other people. So be careful. You heard that. You heard that, people. Muslims are not cheaters. Yeah, they're not cheaters. (laughs) Uh, but they can't eat Cheetos, uh, um, uh, Mufti. Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't get Cheetos here. I don't think it's an, an American brand. I think it's off the shelves of the market. I saw it a couple of places in uh, Saudi, uh, Shafat. You know, there you'll find anything. But yeah, I think they took it off the market for good reason also. Okay, you heard that. Yeah, Saudi's got everything. That's, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we leave it at that. Assalamu alaikum. Is a car compulsory on my children's education fund, uh, Mufti Saab? So many people set aside some funds uh, because of uh, the exorbitant university fees, uh, tuition fees, etc. And that money accumulates over a period of time. When it reaches uh, the Nisab threshold, uh, the Nisab amount, then Zakat becomes uh, compulsory upon that money. You have to calculate, you have to first see and ascertain what is the current NISAB value, and then from there you see what funds you have uh, accumulated for uh, education purposes, etc., and from there you deduct the zakat amount, and you pay zakat in G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. I've heard uh, that uh, Masjid Aisha is a mikat only for females. Is this correct? 
No, it is incorrect. Masjid Aisha, also known as Tan'im, is just about five minutes drive away from the Haram in Mecca. So a person who is a resident of Mecca, they go there uh, to don the Ihram, you know. And also we, and uh, many of us, when we then we want to perform a second Umrah, then uh, we are instructed to go there, uh, put on the Ihram and read two rakats and uh, head back to Mecca to perform your Umrah. So it is a miqat for both males and for females. What the person have heard is completely untrue and incorrect. Assalamu alaikum Mufti. Are a woman allowed to propose to men? Uh, yes, uh, women are allowed to propose to men, uh, people, uh, you know, during the time of Rasulullah, that uh, some females used to come and uh, present themselves for nikah uh, to Rasulullah, you'll find many such uh, narrations. There's no uh, harm or sin in that, and it shouldn't be looked down upon also that it is a patriarchal thing that, uh, you know, and we are misogynist and it's only a male thing, etc. No, if uh, a female has identified a suitable spouse, partner, etc., then uh, of course she will have to follow a procedure and protocol. And uh, in doing that, she will have to send her wali, her guardian, to go and propose on her behalf. So, so that is the better option, uh, Shafat, uh, if she feels that she has identified a prospective spouse, G. Oh, you heard it, hey? No WhatsApp and uh, Facebook and all that. Hey, <laughs> no Instagram and TikToking and all that. No, 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 no. No, people. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Call your father. Say, Daddy, 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 cool. You go and do it for me. Uh, Bufti, is it a sunnah to sprinkle water on the grave? We've seen many times, you know, when we have burials, we see people uh, uh, throwing water on the grave, etc. So when you bury the deceased person the first time, when you put him in that grave and you heap that soil, then you can put the water on there uh, to make the soil come together, to make it more sticky, you know and uh, to make it more controllable, and that is it. And after that, uh, repeatedly watering the grave, that is not a sunnah, it is no basis in Islam also. Again, uh, it has become customary practices, and uh, sometimes when other people see this, then they adopt it thinking that it is part of Islam also. So uh, the graveyard is certain etiquettes and adab, and we should always discuss this with uh, our ulama before we go, you know, so we can uphold all these etiquettes instead of uh, trying and innovating new, new things. So it doesn't benefit the deceased person uh, that is there. It is actually a waste of uh, precious precious uh, resources. You know, Shavad, water is scarce nowadays also across the globe. So please, we have to conserve water as well, G. Conserve water, but in Taper, you know what? Mufti's got that underground, people. He's got an underground spring. <laughs> did you did you put a borehole through Mufti Sahib or the water just comes to you and say, drink me now, Mufti, drink me or before the rabbits drink it, Mufti? Shafat, we have we have uh, two bowls here, you know, but let me tell you about uh, the city of Cape Town, you know, it is under the control of the Devil's Alliance, uh, the DA. So here you cannot even use the water uh, that's under the aquifer in your own land. You have to ask permission from the authorities. Uh, because they claim the water belongs in your land, the water belongs to them as well. So uh, very, very shrewd these people, you know, but we have uh, complied with all the regulations and the rules, so that's why we're having bowl water as well, G. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Mufti, I won a prize in a lucky draw. Can I keep it, or was it gambling? If It's gambling if you paid money to enter the lucky draw. Anything that you contribute financially, monetary, uh, you're paying for it to enter a competition, that is gambling, that constitutes gambling. As such, you cannot use it, you cannot take the winnings uh, that you have received. If you have just bought something and uh, they took your toll slip, like the many, many shops uh, do nowadays, uh, you have, there's a box standing there, you purchase whatever you need to purchase of your necessities, and uh, you 
can uh, throw your tall slip in that box. So there you, you don't uh, contribute anything. You're just putting the slip in there and you win something. Then it is permissible for you to keep that price. Mufti Sava, my late mother used to play the lotto and she said, no, this was for my grandchildren. She had very noble intentions, uh, Mufti Sahab, but she died a pious lady. She read a Quran, she read a Salah, she gave a Lilla, she gave a Zakat. What is her ruling now? My poor mum, I think so deeply about her. The grandchildren too, they love the grandma. What do you say, Mufti Sahab? I say what the Quran says, you know, wala tuzakku anfusakum, do not purify yourself, do not make tazkiyah of yourselves, huwa a'lamu bimanittaqa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows well who are God-fearing and who fears him the most, you know, so we can only judge outwardly, it is like a person uh, drinking wine and saying, I was just a little bit thirsty and I, I thought, I'm going to take a shot of this. So irrespective of the, the, the intentions, if it was noble or not noble, etc., it does not uh, remove the fact that the person is engaged in a haram act that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited clearly in the Quran. It does not require any interpretation. So that we call nas in Arabic. So because of that uh, text that is in the Quran where Allah has prohibited gambling, uh, you know, it, uh, intention doesn't count in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, well, of course, uh, she, uh, she will be taken to task and she will be answerable for, like all of us, for the haram acts that we perpetrate, G. Mm, the whole world is captured with haram. And it's believed, uh, Mufti Saab, that, you know, they're using the, the pig fat in everything. 99% of the products that we are consuming has pig, pig, pig. Yes. Then, Mufti Saab, what's going to yes. happen to us? Sorry. Yes, Fat, that's why our du'as, you know, our du'as are not accepted uh, readily. Our ibadah, perhaps, uh, that is rejected also because of what we consume. Uh, we've become so dependent on manufacturers as, uh, as opposed and uh, compared to like 30, 40 years ago when people used to grow their own vegetables and keep their own chickens and everything, you know, slaughter with their own hands. And they were pious people. That's why they had very, very good endings. Nowadays, our bodies are filled with uh, haram substances we're not even aware of because who's got time to read the ingredients? We only look at the halal stamp on there, you know, without independently verifying the ingredients. So we should be very careful what we consume because we're throwing away our ibadah and we're throwing away our du'as and accepted du'as also. So uh, Allah make it easy, inshallah, ji. I'm going to say, hey, sis, man, you're free at Fark. Ach, man. I know you're Cape Town, how they talk there. Ach, man. Hey, Fark, man. Hey. And they say, oh, okay, we leave that there, Mufti Sahib. <laughs> Looking at this message, it says, on Friday, some khatibs instruct the worshippers uh, to send blessings upon our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam during the Qutbah. What is the ruling on that, Mufti? So that is something very good uh, that you're encouraging people. Remember, Friday, Rasulullah has instructed the Ummah to increase their durood and salawat upon him, you know. So as a reminder, if the khatib does it to remind the people, to engage in uh, in uh, giving a salawat in durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu then of course that is very very good. So because sometimes people become lazy also, and sometimes people just require a reminder. So this will serve good as a reminder also. G. Mufti Saba, what is the ruling on paying taxes? Hey, Shafat, you know, in the Islamic country, there's no taxes. Above. Government cannot impose taxes upon the people because uh, taxes uh, that is called at zero bilmal. Uh, where, where you actually impose something through uh, uh, monetary, uh, uh, what do they call this, uh, monetary penalties. Uh, that is what they impose upon the people. But we living here in a minority, living in uh, non-Islamic countries, so sometimes we have to comply with what the government wants, you know, 
and uh, they also claim that they're giving certain services, etc., and that requires uh, capital and money. So where we can apply, we, we will apply and comply uh, all these things. You know. Otherwise, uh, Texas is a complete waste of time, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, a woman wants to close the gaps between her feet because they are far apart from one another. But the gaps can only be closed by the dentist making the teeth smaller in order to put a bridge over the original teeth. What is the ruling on this procedure? Does it come under the ruling on one who files the teeth, Mufti? In this case, it will be known as corrective surgery, corrective dental procedure you know, to correct any uh, deficiency, anything that uh, look, looks uh, uh, abnormal. So it will be permissible because, uh, you know, you have to make yourself beauty, beautiful and beautify yourself, your husband also. So there's nothing wrong with that because you're not altering and changing the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the opposite of that is found in a hadith that people who create gaps and spaces between their, their uh, teeth, uh, that is a deception also. So that is prohibited in Islam. But uh, corrective uh, surgical procedures, that is permissible. This falls under that category, G. The whole tooth, but nothing but the tooth. From who? Mufti Ibrahim Smith, people. Yeah. You don't have false tooth there, isn't it? No, no. Uh, yeah. I, have, I have dentures, uh, yes, but because it's of all the drugs the hospital gave a person, you know, that uh, ultimately ate away from some of the enamel. So I had to put one or two of those things in also, G. Hey, you pay 10 grand a tooth. You got it, Mufti. <laughs> okay, Bill. <laughs> no, 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 no. People is expensive, eh? No, no, the, 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 it's actually more. I don't have that. You know, I have normal dentures, and uh, mine was actually free. Uh, because you in Cape Town, you still get stuff free. Uh, but uh, you're talking about porcelain veneers. Uh, that's 15K per, per, per tooth, you know, uh, and up to 25,000 rand per, per tooth. And then you get enamel implants also. So all these different type of things and procedures you get out there. That, that is what people who have money, Shabbat. Yeah, and they, it's a meritricious beauty, they call it. Meritricious people. Yeah. Yes. Money buys it. Are taxes a form of oppression, Mufti? Yes, I think we just mentioned that now taxes is uh, really an oppression. There's so many different taxes, government taxes uh, that uh, tax the people. You know, you've got uh, tax when you die, tax when you're alive, tax on, on, on foodstuffs, tax on fuel, tax on sugar, tax on this, tax on that. But we don't see where the money is going. It's only enriching certain individuals in this country. You know, that uh, taxes is uh, one of the worst forms forms of oppressions that could ever be out there that uh, the institutes and these governments use and abuse to suit their agendas, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, can a Muslim arrange a finance for another Muslim? You can arrange if it is fi- Islamic finance. Be careful that you do not send people uh, towards uh, interest-based uh, funding, etc., where the person will be drowning in his debt at the end of the day because of the exorbitant amount of interest that will be added uh, to that funding or loans, etc. If we have Islamic halal uh, alternatives, whereby you can uh, borrow a person money without adding any interest, then, of course, it is arranging finance, but it's difficult to find such uh, places today, Shabbat. Uh, you only have to look around, you know, and see if there's individuals out there that would be able to assist. Otherwise, you'll have to go and uh, direct the person towards an Islamic uh, financial institution, G. Mufti Saab, I simply love the UAE because that's where uh, they uh, come in uh, favor for me because they give me tax-free income. I love the place, Mufti. What's your views? Yes, you will love that place because of uh, monetary benefit, you know, but the UAE, 
UAE also becoming a fitna hub nowadays. You see they they got Christ Islam there. They uh, they starting this uh, one uh, world religion. All these things. So uh, every place has its ups and it has its down downs also. So for, perhaps for a tax haven, that will be good for you. Uh, but for other things, uh, you have to look at it uh, holistically before making a decision just to uh, immigrate to that place. G. Mufti Saab, if there's fitna and facade around us and we want to get away to the mountains, but they will send their drones and target us, Mufti Saab, where do we run to? Perhaps we need to revisit some of our teachings, Mufti Saab. We have to revisit our teachings. We have to study uh, and go through the annals of history. In uh, going to the uh, mountain, uh, that is actually what Rasulullah has taught us, Shafat, but he didn't uh, speak about any, uh, uh, just any general mountain. No, it should be a place where there is water, so there should be a water catchment area as well, because water is the essence of life. And uh, I think about a year or two ago in Lodium, I gave one such bayan, you know, and I told him part of the wisdom of that is there will be no 5G and 6G and tower reception and all of these things. So you'll be mostly untraceable and you'll also be breathing in uh, pure uh, untainted oxygen. All these niceties you'll find uh, in a mountainous area. So if the time comes, inshallah, uh, that is what people should invest in, a small holding or farm area. Take the entire family and start building your life there, G. You know, Mufti Saab, there's so many questions here. Now, I'm getting confused, Yusuf. I don't know if I asked you this question. Can a Muslim arrange finance for another Muslim? Yes, we've just... Uh, All right, we did that. Hey, I tell you, it's rocking questions there, Mufti. <laughs> if you're in another 10 hours, we can, we can have a Q&A second here. Uh, let's do one more. It says, uh, Mufti Saab, there is uh, this fear of land expropriation. Why should we fear when we know we're living in this world for a short while? Let them take what they want, Mufti <laughs> yes. It's not as easy as let them take what they want. If you allow them to take away your land, you're allowing them to take away everything from you. So in the hadith it comes, you know, whosoever usurps one hand span of land, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the seven earths uh, to uh, crush him on the day of Qiyam, to swallow him and choke him. So uh, that land, private land, belongs to to the people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made you the temporary owner of that, and from that will go uh, to the next of kin or your generations after that. So that is part of a person's personal property, and for that a person is allowed to defend, and if a person is killed in the process of defending his land, his wealth and his property, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise him as a martyr and as a shaheed. We shouldn't allow this kufar to just to come and trample upon us, you know, and uh, by uh, citing claims that belong to them. If it was one fair and square, if you have bought or purchased that land, then you are the rightful owner to that G. See, what a brilliant morning with you. Really beautiful Q&A. Lovely questions that we thank uh, all listeners uh, from the bottom of our hearts for, for bringing us so, you know, to participate in a very vibey, vibey morning and a beautiful Q&A by none other than Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Uh, Mufti, what's your Juma topic this, uh, uh, this uh, today for Juma? It is Rabiul Awal Shafat. We have to remind uh, the world, the Ummah, about the blessing uh, of Rasulullah, his personality, his persona, and all the khair and barakah uh, that is associated with that. You know, we have to remind the Ummah. I want to speak about the Ummah that is battered and bruised and in such a bad state, you know, they need some encouragement. So I think I'll be focusing on uh, on uh, that today and how the enemies of Islam is busy dividing us by having us uh, fight. Uh, or infighting between us over petty, petty, small, small issues, G. Yeah, all I can tell you, they don't care about us. Yeah, they don't care about us.
You know that one. <laughs> I know that uh, from the yes, yes, I know that one Shabbat. And from even Mikhail. that person, even that person who wrote that, uh, 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 he's also dead because the same yeah. people killed him also. Absolutely. People, <laughs> we're giving you a tough Syria, but anyway, we'll leave it at that, Mufti Saab. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, they just don't care about us. So that's why, hold fast onto the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Read the seerah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Get inspired. And I tell you, Mufti, you really inspired the ummah this morning. And uh, Allah bless you. Allah keep you for that. And uh, your parting words? It is Rabbi Awal Shafat sent abundant durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That will alleviate our difficulties, our problems. It will also grant us acceptance of du'as and listeners, you really made it happen. Allah bless you for that. A brilliant shows indeed. A lovely morning in your company. Keep it locked on to Sirius FM for brilliant broadcasting and lots of lovely nasheed interspersed. Don't forget the spiritual hour coming through with the 40, the roots and so forth with the Mufti uh, A.K. Hussein uh, giving uh, the uh, translation of the Juma Kutba from the Holy Lands. From the team and I till we meet you again. Hey, hey we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.